Hi, you guys. We are Kate and Cal, just two mamas on a mission to help women get in a daily routine with God's Word. We have seen the power of transparency when we share bits and pieces of our own walks with the Lord and hope that you see Jesus in these unfiltered everyday conversations. We hope you dive headfirst into this community and ask God to move in your life through a daily pursuit of His wisdom and grace. So take a walk, grab a coffee, and put in those headphones as we encourage you in light of the gospel. Can't wait to do this with you. All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back for another episode with us. We are in the thick of January. It's January 10th when we're recording this, and you may or may not have some of that New Year bliss still, or maybe you've already given up on those New Year's goals, but we're going to talk about something today because we know for many, many, many of our listeners, your goal or one of your goals was to grow in your relationship with the Lord this year, or at least we hope that that's a goal that you have um, if you're tuning into this show. And a lot of times that looks like implementing a habit of reading your Bible daily. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, that's kind of the bread and butter of what Kate and Cal do here. We're, it's why we started this in the first place. And so it's just time to do a good little reset on that. Um, before we dive in, we do ask that if you are enjoying this podcast, we are so thankful that you're here. And if you're finding value in it, we would love, love, love if you take one or two minutes of your time and scroll to the bottom and leave us a rating or a review. Um, at the very least, a rating with the stars. You can click on how many you would like to do. And then if you're feeling generous, leaving a review of how this podcast has implement, or impacted you in your walk with the Lord, it really helps us get this podcast into the hands of other mamas and women that are looking for encouragement and um, looking to be pointed to Christ. And so that's our hope every time we come on here to record with you all is to point you to Christ. And so if you could do that, that would be super helpful to us. Um, okay, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. Like I said, this is something we talk about all the time, but we haven't actually done like an actual bread and butter podcast episode on it, or at least not for a really long time. If we did, it was probably way back in the beginning. Um, so this is a great one to just throw on while you're doing dishes or going for a walk, whatever here. Um, we wanted to give you some of our top tips to reading your Bible daily. And this is um, something that has changed both of our lives and both of our walks with the Lord. So it's a very personal thing. Um, that we've both implemented and have seen incredible growth from since. Yeah, I think that this is something that I feel like I've grown in a lot in the last four years. Our oldest will be four in February, which is wild to me. I cannot believe I'm going to have a four-year-old. But I think that it is something that when he was first born, reading my Bible daily just felt impossible and I mean, actually physically opening up my Bible and like reading a chapter in it. I was reading daily devotionals that maybe had like one or two passages at the end at the time. And I know that that was like something that I still struggled to get in. And so the thought of my brain processing an actual chapter of the Bible just felt really, really hard. And I feel like I have grown in that because I'm not sure that I'm in any 
much different of a season right now when it comes to brain power. (laughs) I feel like my um, mom brain is just as bad right now at almost 20 weeks pregnant and having had the flu and all sorts of sicknesses this month, but I do feel like I have grown in my ability to sit down and process God's word. Since kind of really fully committing my life to the Lord, I guess I would call it, um, there's just been so many seasons of ups and downs and learning with this habit of getting into our Bible daily. And it's honestly really fascinating to like reflect on how far the Lord has brought us in that time. And even what we do with that quiet time and what we do when we sit down with our, our Bibles daily, it has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And what I've been reading has changed so much as far as like, I feel like I used to hold really cling really tightly to like devotionals where I was mostly reading the words of man and not necessarily God's word as much. And just the whole journey of conviction that I feel like he's brought us through on that. So that's been kind of cool to reflect on as well. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that helped me actually, and I know you did this too, Callie, one of the biggest things when I was first starting out as far as like creating a habit, I think that discipline eggs on more discipline. And when we become more disciplined in one area of our lives, naturally that bleeds over to many other areas of our life of our lives. And I found that to be true over and over and over again, um, through all the different seasons I've been through in the last four or five years. And so that very first time I was also trying to find a routine with exercise and working out, having, um, graduated from college where I was on a dance team and forced to work out on a regular basis to now being on my own and really seeing the value of exercise and enjoying the movement and knowing that stewarding our bodies well was important to me, but I didn't know what that looked like in my daily like adult life. And so um, I kind of brought the two together at some point. I started doing the exercise consistently, but I was still maybe kind of struggling with consistent quiet time or consistently getting in my Bible. But I was proving to myself that I could do that with working out. And so the Lord just kind of convicted my heart in that. And so it kind of became a new rule that before I was going to do my workout that day, I needed to sit down and soak and study God's word. And so kind of pairing the two together really helps me. So if there's something else in your life that you're like, oh, I'm really consistent in doing the dishes at night, or I'm really consistent in X, Y, Z, um, pairing it up with something that you're already doing well can be helpful when implementing new habits. Yeah, I did the same thing. And I remember it was before we had kids that I was working at a dentist's office and I worked pretty long hours because we would open at like seven in the morning and close at seven at night. Um, but I was getting up in the morning to work out. So I was waking up probably at like five o'clock to work out. And I remember I would like work out and then I wouldn't have time to read my Bible because I like the morning would get away from me. And I remember having the same conviction of like, okay, if I can get up at 5am and work out, like I can get up at 5am and read my Bible and leave myself time to work out afterwards. Cause I know I'll make myself get the workout in. Um, and just kind of shorten, you know, my getting ready time or whatever. And so, um, I started doing the same thing and it came, became a habit for me. And that was really helpful for me all the way into postpartum as well. When 
I knew I would get my workout in. Like that was like my special time of day, which sounds so silly, but it was. And I'm sure many moms can relate. Like it just feels good to have some time to yourself. And so like I knew I would get that in, but maybe I wouldn't make time for sitting down and reading the Bible. So I made myself do that first. And um, I found that to be really helpful. And since then, I have actually learned that this is like a habit trick that people use for a lot of things, like where you tie one new habit to a already like anchored habit in your life. And so this is something people do all the time, but this I didn't really realize that was what I was doing when I made that quote, air quotes rule. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't putting two and two together. <laughs> we were just following research <laughs> without even knowing it. Um, okay, so before we get into like actual tangible tips to making this happen on a daily basis, I feel like we need to briefly talk about some of the hurdles that people can face because some of you are sitting here, and I know this because I've even seen people say this members of our group say this already, how they typically start off so strong in the new year with this habit specifically, but it could be any habit that you're really working on. And they start out so strong, but it's just never, it just never fails that it doesn't stick. And the minute life gets overwhelming or the minute that we see um, a hurdle or something that is an obstacle we're facing in completing this habit, um, it just gets them off track and they cannot pull back. And so I just want to stop that thought in your head first and foremost. And also just any sort of like quote unquote excuses you're making for yourself. Because one, we need to make sure that we're we're going to get into this a little bit later. But we're not asking for a perfect um cookie cutter day of reading your Bible every single day. And we actually would advise you to against thinking that's what it's going to look like because it will stop you before you even start. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about the hurdles, um, we actually went over a whole episode on this. If you want to jump back to episode 42, I think it's called four things from holding you back from getting into your Bible daily. And we just addressed some of the most common things that we see and hear from women walking in similar seasons of life that we are, um, people who are in busy seasons, people who are in newborn seasons or sleepless seasons for one reason or another, and just kind of speaking life into those um, because we do believe that the Lord makes a way through all of these seasons to be consistent in this, Um, but it does sometimes take letting go of what your previous notions were of what that could look like. Yeah. And so we would encourage you if you're struggling Um, or facing an obstacle already, or maybe even just doubting yourself that you're capable of it, to jump back and take a listen to the episode, episode 42. Yeah. Okay. We'll just dive right in. We have seven things written down of like tips, but just so you know, these are like just tips that we have. You don't have to implement all of them. You don't have to have your quiet time in the morning. You don't have to have it at night. Like it doesn't you can have it in a time that works for you. I personally find the earlier I get it in, the better it is for my heart for the rest of the day. But um, I also am not in a season where I've been waking up before my kids or at least not much more. So my first tip would be to set your alarm even just 15 to 20 or 30 minutes earlier than normal. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This is something Kate and I both 
had like a tough love revelation of together. I'm an <laughs> a morning, all or nothing kind of gal. Because we both are like this. A morning routine does not have to start at 5 a.m. It does not have to be like, and if that's where, also if that's working for you, that's fabulous. Like this is not knocking people who wake up at 5 a.m. But if you're someone who's like, that's impossible, I can't do that. I am in a, I'm, I'm in that season right now where I'm like, the thought of 5 a.m. is just not on my radar. Um, but I, but I have realized that the days that I do wake up just, you know, 20, 30 minutes before my kids get up and grab a quick shower or read my Bible or both. Um, it's just, it's a much nicer way to start the day and like 15 to 20 minutes of sleep isn't going to kill you for the most part. (laughs) So, um, you don't have to be up for hours before your kids. You don't have to like complete a whole half of your day before your children wake up. Um, you can prioritize time in the word. If you're like, I don't get it in during nap time and I don't get it. I'm too tired at night and like morning's my best time, but also the baby's not sleeping through the night. Um, Kate and I have been there. We've been through multiple seasons where the baby that is no longer a baby is still not sleeping through the night. Um, and so very recently, (laughs) I think that's just like a part of motherhood. A lot of times many of us aren't blessed with perfect sleepers and you're going to go through seasons where they just aren't sleeping all the time and that's okay. And so, but your sleep is important too. You know, the Lord created us for a need for sleep for a reason. So you can prioritize that need and still prioritize getting the t- your quiet time in in the morning if that's when you prefer it before your kids wake up just by getting up like 30 minutes before your kids. Yeah, I actually did that. I am not perfect at this. I wish that I was a little more consistent and I am working on it. But I did do this today where I set an alarm and I always press news. So I always set my alarm for earlier than I actually really want to get up. (laughs) And I did get out of bed and I gave myself about 45 minutes thinking I will get into God's word and at least start maybe some sort of movement or a workout. And I did just that. I got a lot of good quality time in God's word with no interruptions, which is what my heart needed today. And then I got seven minutes into a workout and she woke up and it, even though I didn't get to finish or maybe I would have liked to have spent an additional 20 minutes picking up the house since I was too tired to do it last night before bed, that was my ideal morning, but that's not how it worked out. Yeah. I still felt so much better starting my day because I did get the most important thing to me done. And that is time in God's word. And so it just, it doesn't have to look perfect. Callie and I had that conversation, like, I don't know, a month or so ago where we're like, we're, we're so all or nothing with this. We are either, we have to get up at 5am or our kids are waking us up and it just doesn't have to be that way, even though it can sometimes feel like that. Yeah. Okay, the next one would be to keep your Bible out where you can see it. And this seems silly, but like when my Bible is in a drawer tucked away, I am way less likely to pull it out than if it's sitting on my kitchen counter staring at me when I go to get water in the morning. Um, And so that's just proximity. And I feel like that that's true for a lot of different habits. Like if I set my gym clothes out in the morning or the night before, I'm way more likely to actually fall through on doing something that day than I would have been if I never got them out in the first place. Um, and for the record, I like don't do that ever right now, but <laughs> it has worked for me in the past. <laughs> I just feel like I need to be honest with that. Um, but 
for our Bible is, you know, reading it with your kids before breakfast. So there's been many, or during breakfast, there's been many mornings in the last few weeks where I'm not up before Remy, and I will read it out loud to her over breakfast, or I will explain to her, you know, you can go play with this, this or this while mommy reads her Bible, or while she's eating breakfast, um, I will sit and read it to myself, and that is just such a cool example for them. Um, making it a non-negotiable during nap time. If that's not a time where you're getting up, if you're not in a season where you're getting up early, we as moms know there is a list, a million items long of things that you want to do during your nap time. And a lot of them have to do with being productive. And if you're like us in a season of pregnancy, a lot of times it's a nap. And so there's a lot of things I want to do during nap time, but if I'm not, I try to make it a non-negotiable for if that hasn't happened by one o'clock when I put my daughter down for a nap, then that needs to happen first. And for me personally, that is something I try to implement because I am the worst at doing my quiet time at night. I just like check out. My brain checks out and I almost get nothing out of it. But I mean, I'm not saying that never happens because sometimes I just, we'll talk about other ways you can get it in without that perfect ideal sitting down um, with a journal quiet time. But I do try to stick to that. Um, If I didn't wake up early, then it needs to be the first thing I do at nap time. Yeah. I think, I think that a lot of discipline is just like making little rules for yourself and like sticking to them. And we're never going to do it perfectly and like I know I sometimes go through seasons where I'm better at it than others but like another good one is like no social media scrolling until you've had time in the word and I know there I know people who have said like well that just doesn't work like I just don't follow it um so there's ways that you can do this one you can set um downtime on your phone literally from like 7 a.m to nap time whatever your nap time is for your kid So if it's, you know, 10 a.m., you could do 7 to 10 a.m., you could do 7 to 1 p.m. So that when you go to open up your social media app, it's going to, like, try and block you. You can still get bypass it, but it's going to remind you, like, you aren't supposed Mm -hmm. to be on this app right now. Um, And another thing is totally deleting the app. That's something that I have made a habit of more so recently, where I'll just delete it um, for, like, 12 hours a day at a time. And so, like, mm-hmm. at night when I'm like, okay, I don't need to sit on my phone and scroll for the rest of the night, I'll just delete the app so that it's not on my phone and I can yep. use that time to, like, read or just be with my husband and not be on my phone um, or other things. And then I don't download it again until I have read my Bible or nap time or whatever it is that I decide for that day. Um, and then it's just literally not there. Like, you can pick up your phone as many times as you want, but if the app's not downloaded, it's not downloaded. And if you've set a rule for yourself with the intention of, of growing in discipline and growing in your relationship with the Lord, then you're gonna have to bypass a whole lot of guilt to download that app before you read your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And so that is just something that I think is another way to do it. If, if any of these other things aren't something that is working for you, like make that the rule that you're not going to, you know, scroll on social media, um, until you've had time in the word. And I think that you can benefit from that in, in many ways. And telling someone about the rule, I feel like it's helpful to it's helpful to tell my husband when I've made these rules for myself, because then he can help hold me accountable or gently remind me when I'm not following my, the rule I set for myself. Yeah, agreed. 
um, the in-between option is for me, I don't necessarily need to fully download or delete the apps, but if I just take them off my home screen or like right now on the iPhone, you can make it so you don't even have them anywhere on there, but you can still access it if you like, you know, swipe down and type Instagram or Facebook into the search bar, but I have to go through a lot more steps and it's not just there if I open my phone to do something else. Like if I'm responding to a text, I don't have to see it. Um, So it's just, I honestly have found myself scrolling almost none, like in an entire day or or a few days um, over the holidays. I just didn't even have the desire or a thought in my mind to pick it up. And that was super refreshing. So that's definitely a good tip. Um, the other one that I kind of already mentioned was listening to it on audio while you are reading to help you focus. And I think this can go one of two ways and you just need to diagnose what's best for you. And I've done it both ways and found it efficient both ways. Currently, I think it's really helpful to do this, to listen to it on audio and it helps me follow along. I do enjoy and think it's important to still open my physical Bible mm-hmm. most of the time. And so even when I do that, sometimes I'll still have my phone read it to me because it helps me stay at a pace that helps me understand it a little bit better. Um, versus like reading it on my own, I feel like my thoughts oftentimes interrupt me. Um, but then there's also on the flip side of it where if you do need to be a little more intentional in your reading, reading it on your own without someone else reading it to you has in different seasons been more helpful to me because sometimes when people read it to me, I go on like this autopilot mode where I don't actually digest what I'm hearing because I know they're going to finish the chapter for me no matter what. And that's just kind of knowing yourself in whatever season of life is most helpful. Yeah. I think that we recommended this to our girls in when we were reading Genesis and reading a lot of genealogies. And it was really helpful for a lot of the girls um, when we were reading chapters that had a lot of words that they couldn't pronounce because they didn't get caught mm-hmm. up in like trying to pronounce them in their head because the audio was like reading yes. it for them, which almost helped them to focus more. And then I think other times in other seasons, because generally speaking, I don't like um, listening to things while I read, like I get too overstimulated. I just want to read, but there have been seasons where like we go through seasons where, you know, maybe we're a little more anxious than normal, a little more in our head than normal, a little more hormonal or sleep deprived than normal and smaller tasks can feel a lot harder. And that's a real, that's a real thing. Um, and I have been through those seasons myself where, I might have the time to read my Bible, but I don't feel like I have the brain power to sit down and do it. Um, and you know, it feels a lot easier to scroll my phone or to listen to a podcast instead. And so sometimes it is in those seasons, it can be helpful to listen to the audio version while I have my physical Bible out and reading to kind of just take a little of the mental burden off, but I'm still sitting and immersing myself in God's word. And and that's something too, that we want to like, just highlight, you know, as we're talking about this is that just because you're reading your Bible every day, doesn't mean that every single day is going to be this like super fruitful experience where you walk away with this like personal message from the Lord. And, you know, that's just not how it works. And, 
um, we're going to go through drier seasons and seasons where it just feels harder to really understand what's going on um, while we're reading. And then we're going to go through seasons where we feel like we're really gleaning a lot and really focusing on what we're studying. Um, and that can be to do to so many reasons. And some are in our control and some are beyond our control. And so I think that just having grace with yourself throughout this habit and knowing that it's not about, you know, it's not about a feeling while you're reading. Like a lot of times we make reading our Bible about this like feeling we get afterwards. Like kind of like almost yeah. like after a workout, you like want the endorphins. And if you ever don't get the endorphins after a workout, you're like, well, what the heck was that for? <laughs> <I> work hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was that for? And it can kind of feel the same way after reading our Bible. Like, did I do something wrong because I don't like feel more peaceful after reading that or whatever it might be. And I think we kind of have grown accustomed to a culture that makes reading the Bible about our feelings. And um, it's just not about that. It's about learning more about our Lord and Savior and um, about his character and about how we can make ourselves more like him um, and be a light to the world. And so I think that there are going to be times where learning about his character just isn't going to feel very good. <laughs> and that's okay. That's part of the process. Um, and so just all that to say, um, you know, all of these tips are to help you get it in each day, but just know that each day is still going to look different. Um, but something that does help is having a plan, um, of what you're going to read. And I would say reading through like a whole book of the Bible, um, that's something that mm -hmm. Kate and I started, it's been two years now, um, of reading through whole books at a time. Um, and we've been through seasons where we've done like, you know, for Advent, we do different passages for Advent. Um, and we've done different plans where maybe we're skipping around a little bit more. Um, but generally speaking, we're reading through whole books of the Bible at one time. And I think that that can be really helpful to guide you as you read. I think that sometimes skipping around randomly can feel easier because it feels like less um, of like a mental burden or a mental load to just say like, I'm just going to read this random passage in James today instead of I'm going to read the whole book of James. Um, but I think that the discipline of it is actually very eff effective in helping you learn and process um, God's word and as you as you are learning to read it so I think that that can be really beneficial as well I agree and I actually have found myself when I'm not doing that meaning like when I'm not reading through the book as a whole I almost find myself like craving it now because I I desire so deeply to have a better understanding of the Bible as a whole and that is just yeah. so much more effective when you're doing it that way versus pulling verses out. So it is fun to see the Lord work through that. I think one of the single most effective things you can do to hold yourself accountable to doing this daily is to grab a friend to do it with you or have your spouse do it with you and check in with each other daily for that accountability. And that's why we created Kate and Cal in the first place. So if, if Kate and Cal is the community that you're feeling led to join to, as your accountability group, as your um, check-in plan for every day. We do post daily check-ins to kind of help um, facilitate the reading for the day, but also as an accountability piece for you all to comment on when you're done with that reading for the day. And so 
we provide a plan, and right now we're going through the book of John. So our members are following a calendar that we put together to um, provide that plan of reading through the book of John and breaking that down in man- into manageable pieces. And then we give them those daily check-ins that I had mentioned. So if you don't have a friend or a spouse that you're currently doing that with, um, our online space is an amazing and accessible way to use a form of accountability in your walk as well. And I think the last thing that we had, which kind of touches on what I was just talking about, is just know that this is not about reading perfectly or about being an expert. I think we often get down on ourselves for being beginners at things and like don't like not being good at things Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, feel like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. Or I didn't go to, you know, seminary or Bible college. So, like, I don't know how to read this. I don't know how to understand it. Um, And, but the more we read it, the more we understand it, the more we know it, and the more the Lord will will reveal to us. So, just know it's not about being an expert. It's okay if you're not an expert. We are certainly not experts. Um, And it's just about learning more about our Heavenly Father and, like I said, His character and His perfect plan for the world. So, just keep showing up. Um... And like Kate said, we do have our group. We actually just started our John plan yesterday. Um, It is definitely not too late to join. This will be posted within the week for sure. And so if you are listening to this soon after it was released, it is not too late to join our John group. And even if this month isn't the month for you, we'll start another plan Um, in the beginning of February. We start a new plan just about once a month. Um, And so we would love to have you join us. It is such a sweet group of women that we just, um, check in daily and we have a plan to offer you. So you know exactly what you're going to read each and every day. Um, like Kate said, we provide daily check-ins, um, which often feel like sitting around a table and just drinking coffee and talking about what we've read in our Bible, which is a really sweet thing as you're reading through the comment section. Um, and we have other resources and tools as well to help you stay accountable, like a virtual Bible study each month, etc. Um, and so if that is something that you're interested in, We will link that in the show notes. You can also find it on our website and social media pages. Um, But we are just so thankful either way that you listen in. And we pray that these podcasts are helpful to you in some way, that the Lord speaks to you in some way um, about an area that maybe you could make a tweak, make a change, and that might just change things dramatically for you like it has in the past for Kate and I. Um, so thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.